Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Uh, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, mm. the podcast mm-hmm. where we come mm-hmm. up with five sketch ideas. My name is Andy. And I am Alistair Giorgio uh, Williamo Trombley Birchall. That's right, that's right. You legally changed your the accent of your two middle names mm-hmm. at the, uh, the birth, deaths and marriages I made my middle name's fake Italian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to have a sketch of that. You know, I once had an idea for a sketch that uh, mm. you go around to somebody's house and they're like, hey, uh, before you come in, I just want you to know that my dad is a fake Italian. Mm, I think we did. We started writing that. We started writing it. We tried to pitch it to John Conway. He was very uncomfortable about it. I don't know really? why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was back when we did the My Sandwich show. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We, we realized that we should have called it Club Sandwich, and then we stopped doing it. You know, just when we hit on a really good name. Yeah, you Club gotta, Sandwich. You, know, you gotta do a few, few shows, like I think we did four shows, yeah. to diminishing audiences. Sure. But, at least we, nobody could hear us. That was, I think, one big thing of that, of that show. It was <laughs> very difficult to hear us. <laughs> was the, with the audio... I think the, the I don't acoustics think we were, were not good at that I place. Think, I think yeah. Well, it's a huge room, and we weren't mic'd mm-hmm, mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah, but I mean, there weren't that many audience members to like this. There was a lot of sound per audience member to go around. I'm not sure how sound works, well, but like volume mm. per capita, yeah, would have been abundant. I have yeah. a feeling they just sat really far away because they were already even before the show started. They were already feeling a bit embarrassed for us. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place to come from. I think mm. like a position of. Um, pity early on before mm. you even start. Would this work? Could you have like a series of like funnels along the front of the stage, right? And then pipes that go out to all the tables and the audience members put the pipes in their ears and you talk and the, the sound... Mm. Or, goes, can, or can and string. Can and string, right? Each table has a little can on the string. Mm. Is that the warmest of the sounds for the telephone sounds? <laughs> What do you mean the warmest? Like, you know, like, kind of like a, like a record. It's sort of like... Oh, it's... It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a cleaner sound, mm, but it's also got a warm feel yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, because it's an older style technology. Mm, but I think also it takes away, like, you lose something from the digitization. Mm-hmm, whereas, mm-hmm. same thing with once you, once you turn the voice into a signal... On a, you know, on a wax disc or whatever it is, you know, well, to make a record, you know, you're losing yeah. something. The truest, mm. warmest sound, it's, it's so warm, it's hot sound you get from a can and a string. Yeah. Yeah. It's the taut string. Mm. I've obviously got to go good quality string. It's got to be pretty taut. It's got to be, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Talking... We're talking a pretty, 
pretty taut string. Yeah. So this is a, it's a live show where mm -hmm. everybody listens. Are they not in the room, or do they all? We. It's just so that you don't have to project. Uh, are they not in the room? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I suppose, I suppose it could have been like a. Well, they had the wireless radio, right? Did you they know, do? Well, well, well. You know, like you used to gather around the wireless to listen to the old timey oh, yeah, uh, what's the namey show. You know, makes you suggest that there's a, there was there was a, a wire. version with wires, Ooh. right? And what is a wire? But a glorified string, metal string, metal string, mm. and uh, so I think uh, we would have had some kind of a string-based system of that with strings running down the street, you know. Because I guess a wire is like a, just a string you didn't have to keep taut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, which was the which, which was the problem, mm. and open to interference from birds and so on. Sitting, you know, sitting could, on the could, wire. Could yeah. you could you have had a version where the only way to get sound into your house was a bell, right? A bell on the end of a string, mm -hmm. right? And so the, the radio station, which would have been like the bell, the bell tower central or whatever, yep. they would have got people who were really good at bell ringing in and they would mm. have pulled these strings and the strings go out to, you know, th there'd be a, one big rope that goes down the road sure. and then everybody's got a little string that comes into their house with a bell mm. on the end and you got to gather around the bell and you could listen to some of the best people in the business yanking bells. And so would the bell say something or just play music? It just plays bell music. But do you think it's just ding a ling a ling ding 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 a ling a ling a ling ding. But do you think that there's a way? Like, you know, who is that mathematician who figured out that you could break down each wave into a Fourier transforms. We're yeah, talking so Fourier transforms. Fourier transforms. Do you think that all music, all forms of music can be communicated by bell? Well I'm wondering whether all form of communication, whether you could recreate the human voice using bells. If you mm. played bells the right way. The right way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the challenge comes from doing it all with just playing one bell. Yeah, I mean, if you could try to do it with one bell, I mean, obviously you're increasing the challenge to, to you, but, you know, a speaker works and it's just one cone. Fuck. Are they playing the cone? Was that what you would say? Playing play the cones. Mmm. Mmm. Listening to the cones. Actually, I... He um, plays a mean cone. You know, before they had speakers, uh... People used to just have to vibrate their own cones if they wanted to make sound. That was me vibrating a cone. Can you vibrate a cone and just make sounds? How, how does it work? I think you've got to vibrate it pretty fast, right? Because we're talking mm. like the speed of vibrations sure. there. And we think about that 50 hertz hum that you mm. hear, you know, which is, you know, sometimes you just get out of like speakers where nothing's plugged in. Like, that That's 50 things per second. Yeah. 50 I know, but you have gears. You could have some gears. Gears to speed up the vibrating of the thing. Yeah, well like, you know, like you get some gears and they're hooked up to another gear and that mm. increases the ratio of movement. Well, maybe we could just get something where we're just turning a crank, right? We could certainly be turning a crank and that spins a mm. thing. Yeah, no, but you feel like there's you a little need, piston that goes in and out. Feels like you would need several things so that there's some because you know, fifty is actually a very low music. Well, exactly. That's sound. what I was trying to suggest. So, that so it was good. Would, if that's that hard, you would need some cranks that that you know, like one push gets you to a thousand megahertz real pretty mm, quick. Mm, we're talking some pretty serious gearing going on here. Yeah, I know. But this is this is the world's pre-digitization. Yeah, like, it was all through uh, analog cranks. innovation and cranks. Is this what the movie Christmas with the Cranks is about? I think Christmas with the Cranks is, is, is that the, the, the movie Crank? 
the Christmas <laughs> version of the movie Crank. Where everyone has to be jolly a certain amount. Or like, <laughs> everyone has to be having a certain amount of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Man, if there isn't a Crank Christmas movie in the works already. And I know that we came up with, <laughs> we've come up with different versions of the movie Crank on the podcast in the past. Yes. But I feel like the name Christmas with the Crank. Yeah. <laughs> Is too good for us to pass up right exactly. now. A Christmas tie-in crank movie. Jason Statham, if you're listening, and I assume you are, you're gathered around the bell, mm -hmm. you know, in Everybody's, your house. Yeah, that the, that the guys <laughs> that playing. the podcast is coming out of. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, oh. So oh wait, boy. so it actually is just what, like mm -hmm. jolly cheer or just you have to experience. A certain amount of Christmas cheer. Cheer or you blow up. What was I, don't, it? I don't know what happens. I think he just dies, doesn't he, in Crank? Yeah. Presumably he doesn't blow up. I that know, feels I guess... like it's really stretching the uh, the plausibility yeah, I, I of the know. Crank franchise. Yeah. I know. I was just trying to I was trying to cram some some speed in there. Both crank and speed. Mmm. Yeah, sure, okay. What I mean, about Speed's another movie that <laughs> could use do, a Christmas. Let's do it. Let's combine those two movies. Mm -hmm. Speed Crank Speed. We call mm -hmm. it Crank Speed. And it's Keanu Reeves, and he's on Jason Statham's back, right? And yes. Jason Statham <laughs> running at a certain speed. Just like, even if it's just five miles an hour. Sure. That's still and that's after still a certain amount 10 of time. Kilometers an hour, fuck, or like seven kilometers. That's a real endurance thing. And then he realizes, of course, that he doesn't have to just be running. He just he can he could be falling. He could be on a bus. I guess that's. I guess it's a movie in which no. he's on a bus going at five miles an hour. That's not that impressive. No, but but maybe they could get a bus, like the you know that like the the police mm. could get a bus that would drive drive slowly and that just has a handle on the back that he can hold on to and get pulled along at the right speed. Yeah, is he waggling his legs? I presume he's well, no, he still, still has waggle to keep his running. legs. Yeah, he right. still has well, to keep then running. what's the benefit of the bus? Well, then he's not having to put in the effort. He's yes, just... he is. He being put, he's being pulled with the bus. He's running. I know, but running but whilst being pulled puts out... You're not using your legs to, like, push and lift. You're kind of just catching yourself. I'd be really interested to hear a sports physician tell us exactly how, mm. this, how this works because I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah, well, I, it just feels like surely that force, that yeah. energy that's kind of pulling you along is definitely having some impact, it must, right? It, I guess it must, but it feels like the stress of being pulled along as well. Is, yeah, but... It's, I mean, I guess he's already at peak stress. Yeah, he's... He couldn't get more he's, stress. He's got a bomb in his gulliver. Oh. Right? Is, is that the gulliver? I, no, no, that's not... Well, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that the, the gulliver? I think it's the, the gulliver? gulliver or the gulliver. The, the gullet? No. Gulliver. I got a bomb in me gulliver. I've never heard gulliver's travels? No, 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 no. <laughs> me gulliver. Yeah, do you want me to Google it while, while you hold court? Hold court? No, yeah. no I can't right. find my phone. It's all good. Oh, thank God. I really got out of that. You, I think you really dodged a bullet as well, to be honest. Andy, I, hey, I'm absolutely happy to be wrong. I could pitch crank movies to you all day. The thing, okay, uh, wait. Christmas. A, a, a crank movie in which he has to be just stressed. Just a certain amount stressed at all times. <laughs> Or he'll explode. Know, okay, how about this? Doesn't the idea that he's already going to explode, wouldn't that be quite stressful? Isn't the bomb maker doing a lot of the work for him? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that'll be too easy for him. This is the... This is the yeah, uh, right. Okay, it's a meeting with the people who are deciding... What they're going to put in Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. <laughs> in his and, caliber. And what he's going to have to feel 
a certain amount unless he dies and blows up. Yeah, Uh, sort of just uh, pedant pedantry, sort of irritation at um, sort of spelling mistakes and that sort of thing. Just isolated events of uh, apostrophes on 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 cafe signs that he finds annoying. it's got to be a certain amount pedantic. It's got to write a certain number of letters to the editor. I think I think this Jason, like I mean, this Keanu Reeves rides Jason Statham mm. one at a certain speed. Um, you know, it's just got it's got the perfect elements for a movie that a big box office hit. Oh yeah. Right, but two stars. Because I mean, they're the, always going to be in frame at all, at all times as well, mm-hmm. which will save so much money. Right, you don't have to cross shoot ever. Right? Oh, it absolutely. can just be one locked shot absolutely. on these You're guys. You're gonna save a lot of money on that one cameraman, you, yeah. extra cameraman you want to forget. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not sure as a fraction of what you pay Keanu Reeves or what you've got to pay Jason Statham to carry Keanu Reeves. But, he's really, well, and, and strangely, I reckon Keanu is actually the one who's going to be carrying Jason Statham in terms of performance-wise. Really? Yeah. Well, I think. I think Jason Yeah's got to do the running, but Keanu's got to find something to do there on that back. <laughs> You're right. To, 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 You're right. You know, to... Uh, he's the one who's really working. Yeah, he's the one who's really working, <laughs> you know? And, and I can already see a few, yeah, a few ways in which they can, you know, try and trick the system. Mm. You know, they can, mm. they'll be able to get him on a, on a, like a, one of those, uh, what's Treadmill. That? Treadmill. Mm-hmm. And then they could also sort of maybe put like some straps around Keanu and kind of lift him up a little bit so he's not as much weight. Take the weight. Take a bit of the weight, but obviously he's still going to have to touch certain points on... on uh, Keanu Reeves. On, no, I mean, on, on uh, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham's body, mm. you know, or else the, the exploding will happen. Yeah. So he's probably got to have his legs, you know, his heels probably have to Wrapped touch his around belly him or something or, like that. Yeah. yeah. And, his, and his hands have to at least be on his shoulders. <sighs> or, you know, so, you know, if his hands get more than, you know... A meter away from from his heart or from the bomb or whatever, you know, that'll also set it off Mm, and mm. shit like that. Obviously, there's the bus idea, right? But then I wonder, maybe if they so is so Jason State Jason Statham's just out going for a run, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, going for a run, and then Keanu Reeves Mm. runs up alongside him with like a piece of paper with like. Bomb in your Gulliver written on it. There's a bomb in your Gulliver. Gulliver. <laughs> Gulliver. And <laughs> Jason Statham's like trying to read it. Mm. It blows out and like hits him in the face and he takes what? it off and he's like, bomb in your Gulliver. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. He starts to slow so down. Okay. Jason Statham has to. Uh, Keanu Reeves has to jump on him to start whipping him just to keep him up. No, I think initially Keanu probably, you're right, probably isn't part of it. Mm. Right? Um, Keanu is just having a picnic in, in Central Park, right? Right. And By Jason himself. Statham's going for a run. <laughs> He's just going for a regular run, a Jason Statham run, a big long one. I know exactly the kind you're talking and about. And meanwhile, he stops. He's a quarter of the way through his run, right? He runs 10 to 12 miles a day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but a quarter of the way so through... So he's in good shape. He's in great shape. quarter of the way through the run, he stops for a hot dog in yeah. Central Park. Oh, no. Right? Keanu can see him. He's just kind of just paying attention. He, Keanu, had just seen some shadowy figures. <laughs> around the hot dog stand? Around the hot dog stand. And he was just <laughs> you know keeping... how it is when you're on a 12-mile run <laughs> and you stop for a hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alistair, that completely got past me. But I'm glad we're just taking a moment yeah. to appreciate. Hey, this is Statham's regime. This is Statham's regime. He's got to keep that. Got to keep his protein keep up. Got to keep protein, his carbs up. You know. Got to keep his mustards up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, anyway, these people know something about Statham. They know that. He stops, you know, they've, they've studied Every him. day. They've he studied his routine. Day. He stops every day to get a hot dog. A quarter of the way through his, you know, on the four-mile mark. Onions on the top. They get something placed in the hot dog, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Keanu sees that happen. He starts, he starts following. But he doesn't really chew that hot dog as well. No. <laughs> no, he, he wolfs it down. Absolutely. It's Jason Statham. You know, man doesn't use his teeth. <laughs> Man's all gums. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, All gums and Gulliver. Gums and Gulliver, Gulliver or Gulliver. That's gonna be. That's gonna continue to trip me up this entire episode. Yeah. And so then, Keanu starts trying to signal him. Because oh, he's already got an instinct. He's got an instinct for these things. He's got an instinct for these things. This is for. I mean, this for him, a, this is Speed Three. Yeah. Now and, he wasn't in Speed Two, but was it still his character in Speed Two, even though it wasn't know, but, his face? But his his character still existed. So therefore. Mm. He existed even if it was outside of the. Mm-hmm. He didn't ever come into frame. You could say that he's still. <laughs> that's, that's true. You know? That's true. Uh, Either way, that movie took place in the universe in which he was. Yeah. So even if he wasn't involved, he's read about it in the news and he's taken note of the salient facts, as you would if you'd mm-hmm. been involved in the previous one of these types exactly. of things. Exactly. He probably would have had to have been paid just to not be in the, in the movie. Paid to not be in the movie. Do you think so? Do you think like he he had enough like pull on that movie that he uh, he almost? I'm not going to be in it, but I want you to pay me anyway. I'm going to need. That's my final offer. Yeah, I don't know. Look, that's just my guess. I I bet he's got a great agent. So then they would have seen him trying to signal them, Mm -hmm. and then they rig him up with some weird thing, Mm -hmm. and then. They, they rig up Keanu. They rig up they Keanu. They slip something into his mayonnaise. Yeah. And his picnic. Yeah. And and then, oh, maybe something on his hands as well. So that, anyway. And then somehow they get him on Jason Statham's shoulders. Oh, I think, I think, I think he, he's got to jump onto Jason Statham but of the, his own accord. Mm. And then it's got to be that whoever's involved sees him there and says, well, you're involved now. Like in Die Hard with a Vengeance, mm. when uh, Samuel L. Jackson... He just he intervenes to try and help Bruce Willis, but then the uh, you know the sure what's the name the Captain German guy okay. tells him that he's got a he's now involved. Well, then how about this? The, it's the got bad... elements of all the greatest yeah. movies, by the way. The bad guys are chasing Keanu, who was trying to alert mm-hmm. Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, right. And then he runs over like a bridge, yeah, an overpass, that just as Jason Statham is running underneath it. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps off and lands on his shoulders. Yeah, correct. You know, either his shoulders or his piggyback. <laughs> sure. I think it's got to be piggyback. Yeah. The frame's going to the framing's going to be too difficult yeah, if it's, it's a... They would have they would have to make cinema <laughs> We're not we're going to lose our saving on yeah. having that sec- not having that second cameraman. Yeah, cinema screens you, you would need to get a cinema screen that goes long ways upwards. Mm-hmm. Like that. So then, yeah, and then, yeah, I guess, yeah, then he's involved. Or you're going to have to get seats for the audience where everyone's lying down in the in the cinema. Yeah, or, yeah, but or strapped. Or, or strapped up the wall. Mm. Or everybody could tilt their head. I mean, so, so many people are used to seeing things filmed in portrait mode on telephones now. I've got no problem I with I wonder how long in... until we flip the cinema. I mean, I think it'd be nice if there was one portrait cinema. What would that be like? 
Same thing, but upwards. You're right. That is yeah. what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> you get more headroom in the shots. Or, you know, more space. You get some of that upper, you know? Mm. A lot of the time when I'm watching a movie, I go, I always wonder when I'm watching a character talk, I go, I wonder what's up there. I wonder if there's any birds flying by up above. It sounds like you're watching a real good movie. Yeah. I wonder if there's yeah. any planes flying by. Uh, no, the audio guy probably would have gone would plane. It? That's the one thing that you know about any movie. Is mm. there are no planes flying by. Yeah. It's because audio guys are good. Yeah. They would have probably picked up that bird. I don't know if any of the listeners picked up that bird that was just uh, going nuts here outside the garage. We're in Al's garage, by the way. By the today. way. We're, we're recording this one on location. Yeah, we're trying to cram in a bunch before Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously you're not supposed to tell people what time. I don't know why people say that you shouldn't tell people what time of day Oh, it's it going to date it. It's really going to date, date it. it. Oh, you know, they recorded that at, uh, at 9 a.m.? It's 4 p.m. now. Why am I going to listen to this podcast? It's dated. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. The dates. Um, it's on the other side of the world anyway. Like, technically, Americans could listen to this mm. before we recorded it. How crazy is that? Yeah, if I, that if I upload cool. this in time... That's true. Which I won't because I'm always late. Yeah. They, you know, they could be listening to this... When it doesn't exist, By the way, this was the a other, paradox. This was the other way that I thought that they could trick it, Keanu and Jason. Yeah. Um, water skiing. That's really good. You know, he could keep going a certain speed. And that's a thing when people are getting on each other's shoulders anyway. Exactly. Yeah. He gets pulled along, so then he's, you know, it's like the bus scenario, but mm-hmm. we know that he's not exerting any force. Yeah. The only problem is this, what if he comes off? Keanu? No, what if he, like... Stacks it. Then he's the got to. I guess he's got to swim. He's got to start swimming real swim. quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you could. Maybe maybe the best thing for him is mm. to be grabbed by a, a shark or something and dragged. Mm. Yeah. And a long distance, and drowned and killed and torn apart. Mm. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> At least he wouldn't have to die through the painless way of explosion. <laughs> People say drowning is the best way to go. Do people say drowning is the best way to go or it's the worst way to go? I can never remember and mm. I feel like I need, I need some clarity on this. Well, people who have told me that they felt themselves start to drown, a friend yeah. of mine said that he was doing some scuba diving thing and he started, he was like, I re- at one point like, I realized I was just swallowing water. So... Like, but like, it had happened a few times before he went, oh... I'm just swallowing like into of his blood. lungs. I can't remember. Yeah, right. But but water was going in, and he, and he was he was almost not noticing it. Mm, mm. So if it's like that, that'd be great. But obviously, he did notice at some point. So that probably also happens. Yeah. So then then the panic really would set in. Mm. The, the 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 trick to drowning well is to sort of not pay attention to it. Try not to notice it. Mm. You know. Just let it wash over you. Wash over and into and into you. <laughs> you know, you know if you if you do get a bunch of water in your lungs mm. and then you do get out of the mm. water. Yeah, I think you've told me this on yeah. the podcast before. Oh, whatever yeah, you're right. about to say, you can still drown somehow. You can still drown just yeah. if you go to if you just go home or whatever and you don't get any of that water taken out of your lungs. Yeah, you know how they just send you home. Well, that's if you don't go hospital. Right. What don't go to don't, hospital. Yeah, Maybe go, there wasn't even any Bondi rescue there. You just kind of like, you got dumped by a few heavy waves. You couldn't quite get out of the rip, but eventually you did. Mm. But at one point, swallowed a bunch of water in your lungs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Do you think that on Bondi Rescue, anybody's rescue or medical treatment has ever been delayed while they get the cameras into location? You know, not by mm. much, but by, you know... Just like, wait, 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 and then they're just getting that guy with yeah, the yeah. reflective thing so that they can get a slightly oh, better light. Yeah. That, I mean... I'm sure having the cameras there doesn't speed up the, the process of filming things and rescuing... Sorry, doesn't speed up the process of uh, rescuing mm. people. And those flags, when they say between the flags, is that really because that's the safe area to swim or is that really just because it's more convenient for the, for the you know, the camera crew will be able to get there, you well, know, when you I dig think, around? <laughs> are you asking me that question for real? As a form, I'm a former life <laughs> lifesaver. You were a former lifesaver, yeah. Alistair. You're no longer a lifesaver. I've, I've let my, I've let my bronze medallion, um, uh, sort of, you know, go out of... Lapse. Lapse, yeah. It's lapsed. It's lapsed, so... But I could get back in there. I could be saving lives. I never had to save one a single life. Mm. That's a that's a weird thing, isn't it? Like you know, you, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater, or uh, once a once a Boy Scout, always a Boy Scout. Mm. But a lifesaver, you don't even have to save a life, and you're already a lifesaver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's... yeah there's <laughs> other things that you do at once, and you're always that thing. You know, sheep fucker, murderer, sheep fucker, or sheep fucker. There mm. you go. You know, you, you never get, that never lapses. That never, never lapses. Oh, I'll let my sheep fucking medallion lapse. No, no, no. everybody always know. As soon as they know that about you, that you'll always be that kind of person to them. Yeah. I mean, is, it, uh, is there, are there any good versions of that? I think maybe all good things mm -hmm. lapse, but all bad things stay with you. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, young punk. How many lives would you have to save before, you know, sheep fucking was not even mentioned in the news article about you? <laughs> well, I reckon, I reckon if you become a war hero, they'll they'll forgive almost anything like that. I, I see. I don't. I don't. I don't know that that's the. the if case. you become a war a war hero, it becomes extremely rude to say anything ne negative about you. Yeah, I think I think Victoria is currently going through that with one of our Australia is going through that with one of our war heroes. Mm. There's some there's some legal stuff going on. There's some yeah. allegations being thrown around and a lot of people are very uncomfortable about it yeah and we, I think, we don't know how to feel and i think there's just people online that just defend the crap out of them mm. Mm. but now is there a sketch in any of this well <laughs> i mean what you the the gov the gov some, something there's got to be something in this sheep fucker angle right well, i'm sorry to keep saying that right but like say the news comes out mm. that somebody has fucked a sheep. Or somebody finds out. I feel like the government wants to know first, right, if you fucked a sheep. Because then they've got a great hold over you to say, like, mm -hmm. look, we're going to need a lot of war heroing out of you to, mm -hmm. to be able to keep this under wraps or something like that. Like, it's, sure. kind of a, it's kind of a blackmail, I suppose. Uh, it was something the Russians would love to have all over you. Bit mm. of footage like that, bit mm. of comp compromise. Oh, if you're gonna do it though, don't do it in like a Russian hotel or no, something like that. No, don't do that. Don't make love to your sheep in a hotel. Mm. Mm. I mean, what We're, what is what's what's worse? Do you think the making love to the sheep or the um, or just the you know the sort of the carelessness with which it was done, <laughs> the lack of yeah. regard for the sort of the socio-political context uh, that, that you've taken your sheep lover on a, on a trip to Russia. <laughs> on a trip to Russia, yeah. I mean, and where does that fall with our live animal exports? Mm. Well, I guess as long as you don't sell it. Yeah, yeah. As long as you, um, uh, 
Well, look, what about this? You know, what a, it's a guy who everybody absolutely is convinced, everybody in this town is convinced had, has had sex with animals, mm. right? Okay. And now, and it's all over the internet when you Google this person's oh, name. Oh, no. Yeah. So they're trying to change their life around. Now, they've probably, they've probably tried changing their name, mm. but mm. there's a whole Facebook group dedicated to just tracking them down yep. so that they can make fun of him for being a, a, a sheep lover. Mm. Yeah, we've really softened that, haven't we? I think quite mm. masterfully we've... Uh, Thank you. We've used language. You have. Uh, mm. You get full credit for being able look, to turn that into something That person can be. Maybe, look, maybe they are a sheep lover. Mm. Right? Mm. I'd like to think so. There we go. Right? Rather than it just be like, you know, a rumor or a very strong rumor. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to reverse engineer this thing with these, you know, like maybe they, they are seeing this scandal... With this, uh, you know, former mm. like war hero, one of our greatest war heroes, mm. and he goes, "Well, this person, almost nobody can, mm. <clears throat> without, you know, without getting shouted down, criticize this person for, you know, whatever, like mm. the possible illegal killing of people while yeah. at war, and uh, you know, being involved in domestic violence, things like that. Mm. So, so maybe I'll find a way to try to become a war hero, and then I'll shed this." This damn image of me as a sheep lover, and I can go back to loving sheep. Do you think when you win a Victoria's Cross medal for bravery in in the face of danger, mm. and sort of thing, with, with no regard for your own life, mm. and you get it pinned onto you by the Governor General, he leans in and whispers in your ear, "You can fuck any sheep you want," <laughs> and then just leans back like that. Well, I mean, that feels like a great closing to the scene. <laughs> that's a sketch right i mean i want to know like if this this person who cocked this mm. all their life um does go away to war does you know save the nation in some way and then you know there's plaudits and there's a ticker tape parade but like <laughs> but then they still when we see the you know the newspapers spinning at the screen uh which i've never seen that done with tweets but we've got to update that Mm. Newspapers spinning to ding, 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 you know, yeah. like at the end of uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey or excellent adventure. One of them. That was a, that, that definitely happened in that. Uh, yeah, we've got to do that with tweets or like BuzzFeed listicles or it's something. A like it's a it's good a idea. It's a good idea. It's a solid idea. You know, and maybe. It's actually quite but hard. They, I'm saying that these articles come up at the screen and it still says sheep fucker saves Australia or something. <laughs> and I wonder if that would change our national discourse. You think? You know, whether or not maybe it would become sort of okay. You think we could become more okay? Mm. I don't know. Well, look. It probably happens more than we, we love think. Our, we love our veterans. Mm? How about this, Alistair? I'm a veterinarian. Yeah. I only eat returned servicemen. Yeah, right. And women. Thank you. <laughs> and are you a woman? <laughs> yes. Yeah, great. Um, let's see, is there anything... I mean, I think that's a fun tweet. <laughs> it's, it's, is it? I think it's a fun... Thanks. It's a fun tweet. Keep me away from the buffet at the RSL, that's all I'm saying. Or away from any other area any, of the any, bu- Anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, keep me near the buffet so I can fill myself up on non-veteran things. Yeah, so I hope there's none working the uh, Bain Marie. 
um, would uh, would it work as like I'm a veterinarian I can't go in within they won't let me within a hundred meters of an RSL do you think people would understand what was going on there or would those just seem like two unrelated thoughts yeah no I think it's too far I think it's yeah. it's too big a leap yeah because um, yeah I don't know it's, it's, you, you, I want to find I want to find I want to put as much distance as possible between the you know the setup and the the what about I'm a retired veterinarian? <laughs> I think a veteran is by definition retired. Really? Right? I don't think you're a veteran until after you've... Oh, right. I thought it was just somebody who came back home. You know what? You may be right. Veteran. I'm a veteran of 50 years. At... Yeah, you know, I'm a veteran of 10 years in, in the hospitality industry. You could still be in the hospitality industry. Hmm. It's like a senior player, like a... Mm, old Hand. I'm an Old Hand. Mm. Old Hand's a good band name. Old Hand? Yeah. Mm. Text, you know, email in the uh, the uh, the email address uh, to in the think tank at gmail.com. Email in if you've got any suggestions for George's band. But you, Old Hand, absolutely. Do you have that um do you have that app uh, that that account linked up to your regular Gmail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 come straight in. I get dings. Don't worry about That's it. Great. I get alerts any time of the day or night. You send an email, that'll ding straight into in Andy's pocket. Yeah, I, I, and don't worry, I keep I keep the volume on at all times, all through the night. Mm-hmm. Right? This will wait. I guarantee you. Email me with a band name. I will wake up. I'll wake up my wife. I'll say, Carly, Carly. Mm-hmm. You, Carly. Somebody has a band name for George. Yeah. Gold hand. She'll love it. She will have just got back to sleep after you know feeding the baby. Yeah. This is how this is how much seriously we take it, right? You guys should email that account so much that Andy turns off notifications. Hey, try me. But I'm just saying, whoever sends emails now, band names or, you know, Mm. whatever, Mm. um, that'll definitely go straight to Andy's eyes. That'll be definitely seen by Andy's eyes. We need a... um we need a, a thing that is other than urgent, mm. right, for emails, which is just like somebody, if you're emailing me something and you're like, this is genuinely cool, right? Yep. Give me a different kind of alert, and I think I'm probably more likely to look at that than I am an urgent email. Because what's, what's your regular sound? Like a ding? Yeah, just a ding. Yeah, maybe like a thing of like... Like a... No? Like a... Ah... Uh, Whoa! What about this? What about this? I don't, I don't know. No? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can have that coming from my pocket, Alistair. Well, it's not from your mouth, so you're you're safe. I guess so. I guess the pocket's the safest place. Unless you hold your mouth in a kind of O way naturally, and then people might suspect that it's coming from your mouth. Resting O face. <laughs> it's one of my favorite sounds to do, and I can't, I can't even really believe that I can breathe in and out that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Imagine if you could shake a, a speaker that fast. Yeah, then I could make. I could anyway. I guess that's st- what a wobble board is, isn't it? Maybe. Is it? Well, no. I wonder whether no. whether the speaker uses the wobble board principle. Mm. I've never heard really a speaker go. Now I wonder if that no, but that that, that can't be that can't be right because the 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 wobbles. To make that sound, sound would still have to be uh, the vibrations in the air would mm. still have to be at a higher frequency than just the movement of the wobble board. I'm sure. Standard wobble board. Yeah. Like, how can you get more? Can you get like an alto wobble board? 
and a base wobble board? I, I like to think so. Mm. I like to think that you you know you could get a a piccolo. Like, you know? Yeah, like a wobble board that's kind of like more like made out of a gong material. Mm, like an orchestral one, yeah. you know. Does well, Steinway, does Steinway do a wobble board? Well, I, fig- I figure a wobble board, like a, like a proper wobble board practitioner mm. would have a team of wobble boards with him. Like, you know, just mm. like a whole array. A rack? Would you yeah, have a rack? A, yeah, an absolute rack. Yeah. Yeah. You would need a, a, a van. It would be, it would take up more space than three timpanies, I think. Which it feels like a very odd amount of timpanies to own, but I guess that depends on how many tones you're going for. Usually, I picture two timpanies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't picture any number of timpanies. Do you think you could have an all wobbleboard quartet? Um, yeah, I think you 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 could have had one. I think recently the wobbleboard has had some significant like damage to its brand. Again, by Australians who are under a cloud. Mm. Um, sure, but um, but it doesn't feel like we've got the absolute most out of the wobble board yet. Absolutely not. Absolutely mm. not. But all I am saying is that I don't know who's going to put in the time. You know, because it's a thankless task working to redeem the wobble board. Firstly, from the terrible associations with its chief proponent. If you don't know who I'm talking about, then don't worry about it. And secondly, the fact that it's the wobble board. Like, you're already pushing shit uphill with the wobble board, I think. Yeah, but I think it could just be more, you know, if you used it in a slightly more, rather than a percussive way, mm. maybe use it as a, in a more m- melodic way. Okay, somebody who could, some, look, I'm totally ready to, to be, have my mind blown by somebody mm. with a wobble board who can, like, convey depth of emotion Mm. that wasn't previously thought p- possible. Someone who will come along like Louis Armstrong and play notes that we didn't even know were on the wobble board <laughs> spectrum. Well, I guess you could, you, in the middle of the wobble board, you could put like a, sort of like a thicker bit, mm. you know, like maybe oh, sure. like, a, like a hammery bit, and then play it in between two xylophones that are laying on their sides. Yeah, okay, I feel like the xylophones are doing a lot of the work I here. know, but then, now you're using the, the, the wobble board mm. and the xylophones mm. together mm-hmm. in a new instrument. The zobble. The wobble phone. The zobble phone. The zobble phone. Well, I'll, look, I will tell you this, we need more words starting with X because it's very difficult to communicate to kids what, what the point of them the X is, you know, when I'm trying to do the alphabet there and I get to the X, it's always like X-ray fish or xylophone. X-ray fish? I got a book of animals with letters for each mm. uh, animal, mm. and uh, or animals for each letter, right? X-ray fish. It's like a, it's a type of fish you can see through it. But the X-ray fish has made it into the book along with things like L for lion. Like, X-ray fish doesn't deserve to be in this book. It's only making up the numbers or letters as the case may be, right? Oh, so that's... I think we could... Look, we should come up with any old shit and whatever it is, let's just name it with the letter X and then just by sheer... Like, that's where Mm. the... That's the the weak point in the the Mm. alphabet system is the fact that... There aren't enough things that start with X. So you can sneak stuff in. Yeah. And, you know, anytime somebody's looking for something that starts with X, you're going to come up in the top three search results. I think we Because there need... are only three things that start with X. I know, but you've got to diversify what X can do, right? Use, 
you know, now that a lot more Chinese names and places oh, yeah. have entered uh, sort of English and people are more exposed to this kind of stuff. Let's make X ch. Well, yeah, more that sh. Yeah. Or sh. 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 So if we could just like start taking away. Because then if we did that, we wouldn't need sh. Yeah. I'm so happy then, to. So then take out everything that has sh, mm-hmm. right? Shirt. X I R T. Shirt. Like that. I'm fine with this. I mean, like, why are we inventing double letters, double letter sounds, mm-hmm. when we've already got underused regular letters? Yeah. And an X is a real good letter as well. Like, mm. you look at the design of the X, you're like, that's, a, that's, that's, that's one of the alpha letters, really. Well, I mean, that, so that symbol is such a big player in the maths world, alphanumeric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in, oh, it's done well with the, in, the, in, the, in the maths world and the pirating world. The pirating you know, word? Pirating world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what, what behind that skull? Oh, marking the spot. Oh, yeah, but also behind the skull. Behind the skull? Or above the skull, under the skull. Well, the crossbones. Yeah. 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 X is all over that. I mean, I don't like this calling it a cross, though. Because isn't a cross more like the thing Jesus was hanging on? Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Because like that, it's that knots and crosses that, that screws people up. It's not knots and crosses. It's zeros and X's. Or O's and X's. O's and X's. Mm. <laughs> um, here's a thing, place in life where I, like, is there anything in any of that? Um, let's see. Like, like, like. I mean, like there's a, um, it kind of makes me think about that Sesame Street song where they, they're trying to, where we're, Bert is part of some club. Mm. Is it W? The W, what? And, they, and they're talking about how they love this letter and it's a song. Yeah, Have you ever okay. heard this? No, 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 but it sounds good. You know, and they're, they're like a, you know, it could be W, a, you know, appreciation mm-hmm. um, kind of club. Yeah. They talk about all the great words that it does. Well, I think, you know, an ex-appreciation club that is trying to... Mm you know, make X relevant before we lose it. It's mm. genuinely like one of the best symbols in the alphabet. Mm. It's being wasted. It's being wasted and there's extra things being created that, that you know, they could talk about the productivity that we're, that we're losing based on... Um, mm. I feel like we've talked about exactly this idea before. Something about you reusing le- using letters from the alphabet more. Mm. I feel like this is like we talked on it about it in like the last four podcasts. No, it wasn't in the last four. No, there was something about Scrabble and about we want all the letters to be worth the same amount. Something about aliens coming down, maybe. I'm getting oh, yeah. like flashbacks of like we are just repeating ourselves. Like I discovered I repeated my same like King Scorpion in the year non-anecdote in two like successive podcasts. And I must just talk so much boring shit all the time that you didn't even notice. You were just like, oh, really? The second time as well. Anyway, thanks a lot, Alistair, no, no, for I think paying I, attention. No, I think I did know. Oh, right, that I was repeating myself. No, I didn't know you were repeating yourself. I, know, I knew that you brought up the same idea. Yeah, right. But well, I don't think you had to, you like re-explained it, did you? Oh, I, I feel like I did. I, I, I listened back to the podcast and I was like, that is, the sec- that, that is not acceptable. The important thing is that we're talking about it again. The important thing is... <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know what I'm saying until I listen to the podcast later on. Yeah. Here's a place in life where I would like more honesty. And this may be something I've also brought up on the podcast before, so I'm sorry, everybody, mm. but this is the greatest hits now, right? 
I want to have more honesty when I am ordering a coffee. I want honesty between me and the person making the coffee yeah. as to whether they genuinely think that their coffee is a good coffee. You know? Sure. Because so like... today I bought a coffee. I was like, had an audition for a thing. And afterwards I was like, I don't feel good about the world. I would like a good coffee. Right. Mm. And I went to a place that looked good and I ordered the coffee and it was it was almost not a coffee. Like it didn't seem to have any of the traditional coffee flavors that you associate with coffee yeah, right. in it. Right. And I, I felt worse. And I wish mm. I just could have said, hey, I'd like a coffee that won't make me feel worse. You know, or like, sure. do you honestly think that if I'm only going to buy one coffee today, do you honestly think it should be one that's made by you, mm. barista? And I, I feel mm. like they would know if they're honest with themselves. Do you think that they should be more honest with you when they're handing you the coffee? This is not going to be. <laughs> this is not going to be satisfying to you. I don't know what you're looking for in this coffee, but mm. it, I don't think it's going to. Look, if they could just give give me a look, if they could assess me, I, I can be honest, or they can just like make look at me, look at my face, mm -hmm. drink me in with their eyes, yep. and then say, look, this isn't going to give you what you need. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, I think that's a great thing. It's not going to be great for their business. It could be if uh, they're yeah. good at coffee. Well, of course, if they're and good it's at also, coffee. But it's also, it's a good motivator to be good. Like, because otherwise you're just lying all the time. Yeah, selling people this coffee like it's a coffee. Yeah. Look, or a good coffee. No, you know? I hear you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know what the incentive... I mean, like, I think if they already have a good coffee, that's already going to be quite a good selling point for them as well. That's already working. Sure. But, but for me, as a, as, a, as a person going to have my first coffee there, yeah. how do I know? Well, you know what they should have. What should they have? They should just have a coffee already made that everybody can sip from when they're new Perfect. to the place. <laughs> that they can sip from. And then you can go, oh, yeah, no, this is not really my thing. Or like a pole that coffee is constantly dripping down that we can lick. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah? I think so, yeah. So like... I'll lick the pole. Yeah, just lick the pole, see what you think. Yeah. Like that, so like so like one of those chocolate fountains, but instead mm. of out of a fountain, mm. it's just like a metal pole. Like yeah, and it's, it's just an old, dribbling like, down. Yeah, it's like an old basketball ring kind of thing, mm -hmm. or netball ring. Yeah. And just over the top, just kind of dribbles down. Bubbles bubbles up over the top, goes boop, boop, mm. dribbles down the outside. Like they could be all, where all the stuff in the tray under the, the barista machine goes, mm. you know, the coffee machine. Great, perfect. They've all always that got that overflow there. and that sort of oh. thing. Bubbles up over the top of this pole, dribbles down the outside. Mm. You lick that, okay? Let me tell you, if you like that, mm. you're going to love the coffee. Well, maybe, like, without making it too complicated, maybe that tr that tray mm. could just kind of flow down onto the counter. Yeah. And you yeah. can just kind of lick it out of the trough. Dip, your, dip a finger in or something. Like oh, lick it out of the trough. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Lick it out of the trough. Yeah, I think you could lick it out of the trough. Anybody who's just coming is new. Yeah, yeah, you can lick it out of the trough. I think the only stigma against licking things, you know, like, mm. like, like, like drinking out of a trough mm. like a pig, is that you've got to bend down to do it like a pig. Yeah. But if the trough was going past you at head height and you just, you know. Yeah. Well, look oh, yeah. it out. I mean, I guess everyone has a different head height. Everyone has the same foot height, though. Have you noticed that? Well, there that? could be some stairs in front. Yeah, everyone does have the same foot height. Mm. We're all the same height down at our feet. Yeah. Oh, See? That's a great saying. Isn't that good? That's very powerful. I think yeah. I put that on a poster. Okay, right. right. Yeah? We're all the same height down at our feet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're like a bunch of matchsticks or a bunch of, you know, we're a bunch of bits of straw. Yeah. Are we? Waiting to get picked. 
and one mm. of us, one of us, you know, and down the bottom, we're all the same down the bottom. We're all the same down the bottom. And on one end, we're all the same because on the end that they, sh- you know, the, the straws true. are poking out. True, yeah. But on the other end, the hidden end, you know, that's, that's I guess that's kind of different to life because really in life you notice how different the ends are, you know, how tall and short, but you never notice how equal we are at the foot level. You see, people are too, they got their heads in the clouds. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Some of them, others have got their heads in the sort of the, just like the exhaust clouds. I guess if somebody had their, had their eyeballs upside down, I don't know if this is a condition that you have, mm. but your eyeballs are upside down. No, be true. So you, you see the ground as the top. Yeah. Right? Then you would, you would think that everyone was the same height looking at their feet. Mm. Right, and then you've got to, for you, look up, which for us is look no, down. No, or no, for you, you've got to look down, which for us is look up. Yeah, and you see uh, that all the heads are at different heights. So you're like, oh wow, everybody's a different height. Yeah, right. Well, you do you also confuse like people's feet for their eyes? M- maybe just so, like just you know that's why they're always looking at the ground. Mm. And do you think that maybe? Uh, this would be good for a quality. Like, do you think it's possible for us to turn everybody's eyes upside down? Maybe with glasses and mm. lenses and that sort of thing. But if everybody could... S- oh. Lenses feels too easy. I think maybe if we actually turn people's eyeballs upside down. Turn, okay, let's turn, every, turn everybody's eyeballs upside down. And then they mm. always see the, the feet first, right? Covered up with shoes so you can't see skin color or anything like that. Um, men and women wear identical shoes so you can't tell gender, right? And... Uh, you you won't you won't there won't be any prejudice. So like just, it's like it's kind of like communism, but just for your feet. Yeah. You know, and and if we just were communists, you know that's that's why it's it's so hard to sort of like imagine introducing communism to a country where you know trying to make everybody equal blah mm. blah blah. But what if you just said like a very small part of you will be a communist? Yeah, or we'll just turn your eyes upside down. You know, it's hard to imagine mm. restructuring society, turning society upside down. Yeah, but if we, we don't turn, have to, just turn your eyeballs upside down. Turn your eyeballs upside down and put on the same pair of shoes as everybody else is wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We okay. can even, we can sell it, we can, we can make it sound a bit cooler. We can say something like, flip your peepers. Flip your peepers. We're just yeah. going to flip your peepers. And it'll be a simple hey process. Hey kids, flip your peepers. It'll be a simple process. You'll go into, you know, it won't even need to really be medical training. Oh, great. You just go to somebody. <laughs> you just go to somebody. They've done a two-week course. They've been given a pair of sort of eye sock, like, you know, yeah. eyeball, eyeball tongs. Yeah. Like that. And they just kind of go in. Because, I mean, the wiring back there behind the eye, I imagine, would be relatively flexible. Mm. Mm. Right? And so you can just grab hold of the eyeball. It's, the wiring. It's just got like a... It's got a, like a, you know, it's got a kind of a, a soft, spongy thing, so it's, mm. it'll be nice on your eye, like that. It'll be, it'll be like with the, the thing that you're grabbing the eyeball with. Eyeball with. I so it's not fingers. No, no, it'll be these are the tongs. The oh, eyeball, the tongs. Sorry, tongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon it'll probably be croc material. 
Yeah, whatever they make Crocs out of. Whatever they make that Crocs feels out nice of. And yeah, it'll be a perfect yeah, thing for You look at that and you're like, I'd love to feel that on my eyeball. Yeah, I'd love to what it, know what it, that would like if a, if a hand made of Croc material could hold my eyeball. Yeah. Like that between his fingers. That, and then it just turns it around, just changes your vision so that then you realize that everybody's equal. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm. It's crazy it's, the things that you find out that people can do that you wouldn't... Like you wouldn't expect, right, in a medical context. Mm. I was listening to Nick Mason being interviewed on Daniel Connell's podcast. Yeah. Taking it easy with Daniel Connell. Oh, Great I love podcast. Daniel Connell. And really I good love stuff. Nicholas Mason. Nick Mason from the Planet Broadcasting mm. Network. And uh, he was talking about how he used to be a dental technician and that dentists, he was in the, in the dentist when it re- they removed somebody's jaw. Like, that doesn't feel like something that would be within the dentist's purview. Wow. Like, I assume it was the lower jaw because the upper jaw is all, all built into the skull. Wait, wait, so but they can just take out a person's jaw? They took jaw. out a jaw. I mean, it didn't... I wanted more detail, and this is where Daniel really let down the interviewing. He's a great interviewer, great by the interviewer, way. Great interviewer. But I would have had a follow-up question about, like, what, did they put something else in there? Or did they just let all of that... Dangle. Dangle. The flap? Did you bottom... It... Did you... I mean, this feels like something that we would propose yeah, yeah. as a way to get your head to go down inside your chest cavity. Yeah, or like maybe like did they did they rest his chin on sort of like on a little table, sort of mm. like a boob in a mammogram, like a boob in a mammogram. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I felt like a boob in a mammogram. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I am under I am I am under a lot of pressure at work. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm being squeezed from every side. I'm like a boob in a mammogram. <laughs> If that's not already already an expression, they really squish those boobs real thin. Real thin. Real thin. Yeah, I know. It's one of the few contexts in which the news shows boobs is when they're squished real thin like that that's in right. the mammogram. There's not, there's not a lot of context. Yeah, there's not a lot of context in which the news will show like a, a like a, a healthy boob that's not even being suspect of having something wrong with mm. it. Mm. Anyway. I, I guess I guess I guess you got to squeeze a boob pretty thin for it to be news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the news for you. <laughs> um, but you know what? And there's actually almost—I don't think there's a single context in which they'll they'll show a penis on the on the news. I mean, how thin would you have to squeeze it? Do you I think? Mean, <laughs> I imagine if somebody if they were building a bridge and they were just putting down one of the pavers. Yeah. One of the pavers, like the final paver, and it's just, it's like, you know, it's a 10, 15 meter big block of concrete that they're yeah. fitting on top of the, on top of the, you know, those legs that they make for the bridge or whatever. Yeah, I don't it's think an, they'd call those pavers, but Yeah, whatever, right. the overpass, the overpass bit of, you know, cement yeah. or whatever. And as they're laying it down. But it's a glass guys, bridge. They realize some guy's penis is <laughs> laying on the leg like that. And, and he was just, I don't know, he was just, he was probably just peeing on top of the paver. Yeah. You know, he's 25 meters up in the air. He's just peeing on top of the paver. On top he of just the... flops his penis out onto a flat surface. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize. He had headphones in. Didn't realize the Oh, no. See, this is why you can't have your headphones in. No, while, while, you're, while you're doing insane parkour <laughs> over construction, bridge construction sites. Like urinating onto a flat paver. Yeah, flat paver up at 25 meters in the air. Anyway, didn't, didn't hear it. Squished his penis so thin mm. that do you think they would show his penis on the news? I think if it was a glass brick, 
mm. that they'd lowered down onto it. Sure. And they had footage maybe from a helicopter from above. So rather it was like one of those one of those sort of new walking walkways they've got hanging mm. over the Great Grand Canyon or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, same, same huge, scenario. Same scenario. Of a bridge, it's over the Grand Canyon. Over the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a glass paver. So they show that shot from above <sighs> of the glass paver. This this flat dick in between two glass pavers. I think there's... I think... I don't think you could not show this on the news. There is so much going on that is makes this absolutely newsworthy. Even without the penis, mm. you know, I think you would get a human interest story out of them building this glass walkway over the Grand Canyon, yeah. one of the most beautiful places on Earth. An absolute, like, in, incredible feat of human engineering to build the, this the glass Canyon. gantry. The, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> And of course, the uh, the the walkway that allows you to go out. They're, they're they're lowering in the final huge glass paver, as you as you so rightly put it. Okay, and even without the element of a man's penis being squished completely flat beneath <laughs> the paver, I think this still makes the evening news. But you add in the penis element, mm. and you cannot show that. Just think how that wide people. It would be. That is news. Yeah, and then and then that guy's in a weird place in which like he is in a very weird place I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's definitely in a I weird mean, place. you know a beautiful place beautiful absolutely beautiful but yeah what do you think um, would <laughs> take your breath away more the view mm, or yeah. having your penis squished that thin or even seeing his, how flat his penis gets because you would be seeing a penis in such a different context you know because it, yeah. it w- its width would, mm. would increase dramatically and, and well, I mean, width is obviously length. a really, uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a real selling point for the penis as mm. well. You know, if you can if you can talk about your width, I imagine that's that's one of the key parameters of a successful penis. You. you really do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if your width was about you. Oh, and that, it, it could that, be with this guy. Yeah. Well, that's right. He could he, wrap himself up in his. <laughs> yeah, he would. It could be like a like what's that. It's one of those jackets that you wear to kind of cut to cut out the wind. Mm, a windbreaker, a parka. Wind, windbreaker. You could mm. use that as a windbreaker. I'm sure you could. Yeah. I mean, I think that the downside would be that you would then be feeling all of that wind on your incredibly thin penis, and I think mm. that's quite a sensitive area. That's and it true. Would, yeah, it would be quite sensitive. Yeah, actually. and you would probably feel so chilly. Do you think? Do you think it would be more painful if he wasn't circumcised? Because I mean, somebody somebody was trying to tell me that you know, because because people who are circumcised don't feel anywhere near as much as people who aren't because mm-hmm. they, they they cut off a lot of the the, mm-hmm. the, the nerve endings. Really? Is that what it is? Well, it's I guess, nerve endings. I guess the at the end of the skin of the. I always assumed that it was because the the tip of the penis is exposed more, yeah, and so is in contact with your case. underpants and that sort of thing. It just sort of gets case. stimulated much more. Yeah, maybe you're, maybe that's maybe that is. I it. think it's just jaded you don't, more you than don't, anything. You don't think that the look? I don't know, but you don't think a, like a, a foreskin itself. It's world has, weary. The, the foreskin itself doesn't have any nerve endings. Um. I mean, let that, that's very much. Like, let's lay it all on the table, Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> you're circumcised. I am not. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't associate the, the, the tip of the foreskin as, as having a lot of... Uh, okay. My foreskin, I don't, I don't, I don't think of it. Yeah, like, I mean, like, if I was thinking, if I was evolution... Now, when I say lay it, lay it all on the table, I obviously don't mean... Sort of like a boob in a mammogram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't mean this huge paver here. Yeah, this big uh, glass paver <laughs> that I'm just going to pee on this glass right here. Um, <laughs> I... Um, 
I just feel like from an evolutionary point of view. Yeah. Feels like that that skin, you know, that's your that's your searcher ant. You know, that's the one mm. that's supposed to <laughs> You know, that's the one that's looking for that stimulation. Yeah, okay. So that it can get this, so that, you know, the rest of that body can, <sighs> the rest of that gland can do its work, you know, and maybe... And then it gets out of the way and... That's right. Mm. You know, it gets out of the way so that the... The worker ants. The worker ants can do their job. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a lot to think about and I'm going to go away and I'm going to, you know, re-examine my life in that context, in that an anti-context. An ant colony is broken up into, you know... It, it, <laughs> There's, it's, it's like it's like termites. They're not they're not all individuals. They, the individual is the colony. Mm, you know? Yeah, you're right. And so the searcher ants, those mm. ones that you just see randomly in your kitchen at first, when you know before there's a trail, it's just mm. the ones looking. I've been for seeing some... some real interesting ants in our house recently, and mm. I don't like it. Like I'm talking big ones and like long legs and like a, a real range of ants. Yeah. Well, those are the foreskins. Yeah. Right? And then the one the ones that come in the trail later, those are your worker ants. Yep. That's your that's when the main game arrives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there anything in and I'm sorry to make it so penisy. Yeah. But is there anything in this man and 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 the fact that he now has such a wide penis and such a long penis mm. trying to sell that as like a, you know, an appealing thing? When what it really lacks is is it is any height. Sure, I think I think um, this is how the sketch opens, mm. right? Sketch opens, it's it's a woman getting a mammogram mm. on the news. Yeah, correct. Right? He goes, voiceover kind of you know, or news reporter kind of says, this is something that you see all the time. No, it's not, it's not a news reporter. This is it's just the person who made the video. It's the, this is, yeah, so they go, this is. Uh, a woman getting a mammogram, and it's one of the few times you will ever see a boob on, on the news. On the news, maybe it's even a men's men's rights group. Yeah, <laughs> I would love. Okay, I love this in the context of men's rights, mm. talking about that you never see a penis on the news. Yeah, trying to find out how thin they've got to squish a penis to get it. Yeah, you know that said, you know they are squishing it pretty thin, uh, you know, <laughs> and so how thin. Does a penis have to get in order to appear on the news? Well, Michael Kroger. <laughs> Michael Kroger, the former head of the Victorian <laughs> Liberal Party. Was, Michael Kroger. Was that, was that the Grand Canyon doing some parkour on the construction site? Look, I mean, the Liberals have got to do whatever they can at this stage yeah. to try and, you know, <laughs> change the narrative of... <laughs> of the party, particularly in Victoria where they're in such a doldrum. So I can see why he would mm. be doing that, you know? And so maybe then they go and talk to this guy who got this, but they still didn't show his penis. Mm. And they're like, well, we're going to show you, you know, or mm. whatever. We're going to talk, or you, were you disappointed they didn't show it? And then, and then, that, then we can get into the stuff about how he talks about what it means. Or, or it could just be an MRA group who are doing experiments, you know, they, they keep squishing their penises, they, mm -hmm. they take photos and they bring the footage to the news, <laughs> to the newsroom sure. and they're like, why won't you show this on the news? And then maybe through a process of evolution, they're trying to figure out exactly how, how to make a, a penis newsworthy, mm. right? Well, otherwise they're going to die out. Well, they could, they could, you know, <laughs> maybe they think that's, that's part of the reason why men are getting... 
you know that you know like they they think that what was it they think that men are going to be bred out and men bred are gonna, out you know they become useless or something like that. so whatever yeah. it is um, yeah and so part they think part of it is that because we're we're only showing female parts mm. even though we're probably showing male nipples on the on the on the uh, on the news all the time wall to wall male nipples <laughs> right <laughs> anyway look, yeah. There's, All right. There's well, the, you know that's that's something, isn't it? There's a structure there yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Would you ever? Do you think a good way to get on television would be to, or maybe like as a way to get uh, more Australian drama on TV or something like that? Is we could go and we could actually stage a, a show just sort of behind that window where they do the the, the morning shows. That's a good. You idea. know, they get that window out onto the street or whatever. We can go down there and we can, maybe if we could, we we, we write a, you know six-part hour-long drama. We go and we perform mm. it all there, out there on the streets. Yeah, I think we would have to get all the scenes done in about, you know, each scene would have to be sort of no more than a couple I of minutes. that's healthy for write, our writing yeah. discipline, you know, to get Absolutely. that stuff out. And so do one-hour thing. So one-hour and two-minute mm-hmm. segments, so it would be like yeah. a 30-piece... Yeah, I guess it's a long-term project, yeah. But, I mean, and it all has to be done through mime. Yeah, I mean, that's also... But I think, Andy, I love the ambition of this project. Mm. And mm. I'm... And I'm 98% on board. Mm, mm. The only problem is having to go to Sydney for it. Yeah. And I don't know if any of them actually do that window thing anymore. Do they still do that window thing? It feels start... like it's a liability. Yeah, it feels like it's a real way of getting people writing swear words and things like that. Yeah. They probably just close the curtains, can't they? Or... I don't think they can. No? No. I think they took an oath. <laughs> we took an oath! That's... Have we got five sketch ideas, Alistair? I think so. Yeah. Look, before before we go on to the other thing, I just yes. wanted to give context to this. Um, we're all the the same height at our own at our feet. Mm. Have you ever I seen wish any, you of would. These, any of these Facebook things? These days, it's like it's Goalcast. I've blocked so many things on yeah. Facebook now that like it's weird. I got to this point where like it wasn't just things that annoyed me that were starting to annoy me. It was things that I liked were starting to annoy me on Facebook. The so, Onion. Like, the Onion, I don't know if I've blocked The Onion, but like any any sort of thing that was like positive news stories, I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't watch any of this stuff. It's really winding me up. Mm. Anyway, sure. so I, I think well, I might have blocked Goldcast. Goldcast is one of these ones where they've basically got all these people from these, look, I don't actually know what it is, but this is what I've deduced is mm. that, that it is, is that it's, they've got all these people from all these... Um, of you know these self-help kind of the self-help world all these people are trying to be motivational speakers and stuff like that and then they you know it's just them doing short sets you know mm. and but then it's kind of got a, an aesthetic to it it sounds but, exactly like something i would have blocked oh absolutely and like and, that but I'm, I'm amazed that this hasn't actually been parodied as much or, mm. I, or I haven't really seen it but um it's always somebody who seems like you know just a general gist of them they kind of look like they've got their their shit together mm. but then they're, they're you know and then they're explaining something that really makes sense to you if you can just if you just think about it that way you know? yeah if you go well when you think about it we're all the same height at our feet you know and so maybe if you just me- metaphorically flipped your eyeballs for a second yeah and looked at everybody where their feet was the top yeah stop looking at how high up your head goes and look mm. at how low down your feet are mm-hmm. and you see that we're all the same and we're all touching the same ground 
That's right. And who cares about whose head gets wet first when it's raining? Mm. We are all walking through the same puddle. Exactly. Mm. Are we? Who, some of us are walking in the ground. Yeah, all right. That isn't wet. But if it's it's a flooded area. If it's a flooded area, we're all walking through the same puddle. Mm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. puddle is our town. Ankle height is the same for everybody. Anyway, something to think about. Ankle height might not be the same for everybody. It's the same for everybody. Andy. Okay, we got three words from Patreon mm-hmm. supporter Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Shaw. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. I, I, I wonder whether it's Samuel Shaw. I'd like, I'd like that. Samuel in. Shaw is very fun to say. Mm, Samuel Shaw. He sounds like the start of a A.A. Milne poem or something like that. Mm, Milne. Samuel Shaw was closing a door. You know, that kind and of stuff. Before oh. he went through the draw. <laughs> he cared not for nothing. Below him was walking. The legs of a man who had crows. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's what I was going to say. So Samuel <laughs> Shaw had hair on his elbows. Never before were they waxed. He jacked off a cow and he peeled down and tear. And before that, he played on his sex. Well, that would, that would actually, that would actually quite work quite well. Crafty young Sam was a hell of a guy. Hell of a man, surely. Billowing smoke from his pores. <laughs> but Jesus looked down upon old Shaw's nose and he said... Well, Shaw, man, you're closed. <laughs> oh, no. You ruined it again. No. <laughs> anyway, improvised poetry. Um, do you want to know what Sam's... <laughs> Why does it hurt so much, Andy? Uh, it, it feels like there are rhymes that are there to be had. And you, like, there are, there are fruits, glistening, beautiful, ripe fruits dangling from boughs at easy picking height. Yeah. And you are climbing to the top of the tree mm. to eat a nest full of dead baby birds, mm. Alistair. That's how it feels. I think that's, no one's ever described my work so well. <laughs> <laughs> There was so much easy stuff you could have been doing. And you chose something that was very difficult. It doesn't seem rewarding for anybody. <sighs> but there's an achievement in it. There right? is an achievement. You're right. There's a double achievement, really. You know, it's like we talked about with Everest. You know, who cares? Climbing up to the top of a mountain that everybody wants to climb up to the top of? Doesn't sound that good to me. Mm. Climb up to the top of a mountain that nobody cares about. Exactly. One... With your eyes closed, so you can't even see the view. The second lowest mountain. Yeah. The second lowest. Yeah. Wow. So it's not even... It's not the... It's not the lowest, because there's almost an achievement. Yeah. All right, 11th lowest. Perfect. Look at that. I want to know what is... even top 10. I I do want to know what is the lowest mountain in the world. Somebody tweeted... No. Not about this, but anything. Do we have a lot of mountaineers or mountain... Or what's like a person who studies mountains? Mm. Mountaineering? Good point. It's a person who eat mountain, eats mountains. Mountain. 
Uh, send in an email so that you can bing India, uh, Andy's pocket and tell us if you've ever eaten a mountain. Bing my pocket. What do you think is the most of a mountain that somebody's eaten? Do you think I guess it'd be somebody who's cultivated things and they've ate it, they've eaten a mountain through through capsicums or whatever like that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be some, some shit work around like, like that. Know. I don't want to see. I want to see a man eating mountain. I want yeah. I want fistfuls of rock and dirt. Mm. You know, that's what I. That's what I expect when I, yeah. I click on the video. Look how much of this mountain this man has eaten. Right? Mm. I don't want him just sitting sitting down to a feast of capsicums. That's absolutely a great video. This is exactly the kind of shit people would watch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you would block. Right. But it's because it's, oh, it's so inspiring. It's inspiring. It's such good news. It's like it's interesting. It involves an old man and like people love that shit and we're like. Oh, he's 95, his wife died yeah. six months ago, and since then he's dedicated himself to eating this mountain. No, he's been doing it for the last 65 years. Oh, he's just wow. been eating a spoonful of mountain every day. <laughs> just to just to see. You know, and at first he didn't why like not? it, but now it's like, now he feels weird if he doesn't do it. Mm. So then some days he gorges. When he's emotional eating, he eats even more. And, you know, you could tell on... Uh, you can tell October was a big year for me because uh, you know you could tell I was stressed because I really munched my way through uh, um, a lot of scree. I, I <laughs> scree is that part of rock or something? Scree is like a sort of a yeah rock slide, like open rocky area. Right. Yeah. It's really good. I was trying. I was trying to search my brain for like what would be a part of a mountain, like mm. a like a cliff face or a, sure. You know, like what's like an overhanging rock? You know, yeah. like a, what, would, what yeah. would you call that? Yeah, an overhang. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, scree kind of almost fits the... Well, that's what I was saying. You you probably achieved it, Andy. I wasn't trying to say that you were wrong in saying mm. oh, scree. Okay, I was, I was trying Thank to you. say that I... I was trying to give you the parameters of what my, my search was. Sure, sure, sure. I'm trying to pull up. <laughs> um, I'm just going to write down, man eats mountain. Man eating. Man eats mountain. Yep. Sure. Maybe he's not even the man who's eaten the most amount of mountain. Because mm. then they they just when some you know just just some American guy, mm. he's he's not even a big fat guy. Mm. He's he's just a, a college guy, you know, who got into competitive eating, right mm. early on, and then just found out that some guy was eating a mountain, mm. and then just wanted to beat him at that eating how much mountain he'd eaten, mm. and then he just found some, uh, you know, he found the, the the sister mountain to that guy's mountain. Yeah, but I don't. I, I, I'm going to find it hard to root for that guy. You know, this Johnny come lately. He's got he's, all this white privilege that makes it so much easier for him to eat mountains than it is for this guy. I know. He's the he's the he's the barbecue sauce guy from Kong. Yeah, <laughs> the king of Kong. Yeah. Years later, you'll find out that he's actually just been. You know, he pretending che- to eat the mountain. He puts it in his pocket. He's, he's, he's actually just he's yeah. Put the spoon he's past, past his, his mouth. mouth. <laughs> We, we should have we should have suspected because all the videos that he said in the meeting Matt were all in profile. Mm. <laughs> all right, man eating mountain, inspirational video. I uh, but also I think the expose in w- in which we find out that the man who claimed to have eaten heaps of mountain turns out didn't eat. Looks like we have a mountain. video series, Andy. We've got a f- what is fast becoming a series of yeah. videos. Uh, quite a dramatic series. Mm. I had a thought about Edmund Hillary, and I'm sure somebody's made this as some kind of joke, and I'm not saying it's a well-formed joke now, mm. but he climbed to the top of Mount Everest. He was he was also, his job was a beekeeper. 
Yeah. He was like an apiarist. Yeah, right. Damn dirty apiarist. <laughs> he... Uh... That's great. Tweet it. Thanks. <laughs> Damn uh... dirty apiarist. <laughs> They could have put that in the in the movie the uh, the Wicker Man when uh, they pour all those bees. They, they're holding uh, Nicolas Cage down. They pour all those bees on his head. I mean, you look, know? all you need just get what's his name? What's the real guy who did it? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston, and put him next to a bee a beekeeper. Mm. You got yourself a you got yourself fifty five million fifty five thousand retweets minimum. Minimum. That's a hard minimum. That's a hard minimum. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, it sounds to me like he, he just wanted to get as far away as possible from bees, right? Yeah. Like, I think he just hated bees. People asked him, why, why, why did you climb Everest? And he said, because it was there. Well, he say that. Yeah, it was him. Oh, I reckon really? his real answer was, fucking bees. Bees, mate. No, can I have another run of it? Because it was there. Because yeah, it was... that sounds better. But really, it was the fucking bees. Can you, and you can see in that sentence, he didn't even use the letter B. Yeah. Well, except for That's... because. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it starts with B. <laughs> uh, because. Because. That was, That's the secret message in yeah. that expression. Because. Alistair, was that, was, that was such a great example of you. <laughs> <laughs> you being an idiot. That was like... That's, that's classic me. That is classic you. That's up there with uh, the three Fs or whatever yeah. about fungus. I, fucking, I can't remember what it was you said, but boy, boy, it's 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 worth it just for those. Andy, this is why I do the podcast. Yeah, so that I, you can I can reveal my true self. <laughs> All um, right, we got to we got to we got to get through this. Samuel Shaw's. Oh, we haven't. Have we even got his words? No, we haven't used his words, so we we can't even claim any of this stuff was inspired. I mean, we said his name. Yeah, it was pretty inspiring. Yeah, um, it could be Samwise. <laughs> Just read them out. Anyway, Sam Shaw. He's almost got two Sams in his name as well. Because Shaw, S H A W W is an upside down M. Hey, and Shaw. Which, by the way, if we have our way, that'll be XAW. Wait. Oh, yeah, exactly. XAW. Um, which, but then that would remove the, the double Sam. Yeah. Because he's got like a, a sort of like a two thirds Sam the right way mm. up and then a one third Sam upside down. Mm. Yeah, that's good, Al. And H is basically an invisible letter. It is. It's like the, it's the audio equivalent of wind of glass. H, if you were to name any letter, it probably looks like the one that's just there for scaffolding. It even looks like a bit of scaffolding. Mm-hmm. It's just a structural thing to stop the S rolling over. Yeah. You know, you just it's like a little bookend. You can mm. lean the S up again because the S is an unstable point of equilibrium. Absolutely. I don't think they thought about this when they were designing the letters. Another, another one where X is very good, by the way, as a brace. It's absolutely but, stable. But uh, the S, uh, yeah, that, that's that's tipping over. Yeah, S and five, they're not they're not great. No, five's worse. Yeah, five's a disaster. Mm, absolutely. Five looks like it was designed to go up the other way. Yeah, yeah I mean, that would have been nice. Trouble. What does that five look like upside down? You know, it's just you know, it's got a nice flat bottom oh, yeah. there. But then it looks like a two. It does look a bit like a two. Yeah. I suppose that's the problem. 
Yeah, especially in a digital calculator that wouldn't mm. that wouldn't read. That that you wouldn't get away with that. You wouldn't get away. Yeah. All right. The digital calculator people are going to be all over you. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't turn the five upside down. Is it too late to turn the five upside down? <laughs> do you think? Do you think we could get this up? We get get this up. We talk to the UN or something like that. We're talking to turn the five upside down. Do you think that we will? Do you think that we will? We could successfully get the five turned upside down before we could get any meaningful action on climate change. Like it feels yeah. so much more achievable. Yeah. We get the whole world to unite to on this right, cause. Like you know, we've got to do this. And, you know, there's people championing the streets and we turn the five upside down and kids have a day off school and everyone's cheering and we're all gathered around the TV to watch them turn the five upside down, the big five that they have in Paris at the Institute of Numbers. Yeah, they keep it under they glass. They keep all the fives. <laughs> we, they keep the one big five, you know, and, and everyone, you know, is clapping and, you know, sailors and are kissing in the streets, that kind of stuff. Uh... Yeah, I, th I think we could get that up before climate change is a reality. And it would really take our minds off it as well. Get us a big win. This we is need, it. We, we just need right a now. few big, easy wins. Mm. Get our confidence up so yeah. that we can tackle these other things. The only, the only people really standing in our way is those digital calculators. Those digital people. Calcul and calculator fuckheads. But I think that <laughs> the, those digital calculators are on the way out anyway. It's all, it's all graphics calculators now. Yeah, right. And they, and they use like regular hand script kind of. I think they, they have they have more detailed screens, so you've got the little dot 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 dot, dot. so you've got fonts. Yeah, cool. Well, that's nice. Dot 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 you know what I'm talking about. Dot 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 like you, that you, kind you, of screen. You're, descri you're describing like the, the pixels. Dead. Yeah, pixels. Yeah. So look we're gonna, we're gonna say Sam Samuels Samuel Wise's uh words. <laughs> you ready for them? This has become a real form of torture for me. Yeah, that's great. Why don't you unfollow me or whatever? Block me. Yeah. Um, plants oh, so are silly. Plants are silly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I hard pressed to disagree with you there. I mean, is there get a, a fixed number of appendages, limbs. Mm. Get a fixed number of limbs. You could just yeah, throw as many as you want. They don't care, do they? They don't, they don't give a shit. But then some of them, they'll grow a flower and then they'll just never grow a flower again. I think orchids are a bit like that. I don't know. We had orchids. They didn't grow the flower back up. Oh, really? Our, our orchids just lost its flowers. And I was just I wonder having if this conversation with Carly yesterday. We'll be like, it'll, it, will it grow another one? Yeah, well, that's Because if it not, what are we keeping yeah, those like fucking leaves stems. around for? Keeping these stems. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I don't know. But but we kept it for probably a year. And I went, Ugh, it doesn't yeah, look. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I don't know if it's like one of those, like, you know, those that, that rotten meat mm. flower that comes back every 10 years or whatever. Maybe mm. it does. Yeah, ten years time. Would you keep Would you keep the orchid for ten, if you knew it was coming? Look, back I'm in 10 struggling years? to keep a standard plant alive for yeah. you know the three months after I get given it for my birthday. You know, um, your birthday's coming up though. Coming up. Anyway, yeah. that's um, what I was gonna say was, is there what is like the the funniest nat like plant like is there a is there sort of a plant that's naturally fun that uses humor to attract? <laughs> like, to spread its seed? <laughs> yeah, like a sort of a stand-up plant. Yeah, or like... Well, I mean, I guess there's those ones that sort of do impersonations. 
right? Mm. But do you consider that to be comedy? Well, you know, like 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 those ones that look like a bee or yeah. look like a wasp or whatever. Yeah, they're orchids again a lot of the time, aren't they? They got those then fancy they, flowers. So, so they and then they get they get bees to come and sort of try to have look, sex with them, like birds or something like that. It's a prank flower. It's a prank. Yeah, that's prank. Pranks. Yeah, I mean, no, but I guess, like, are they getting bees to have sex with them? Yeah. Do you think they laugh when they like? <laughs> Like when it happens, they go. Well, they st- then they stick some pollen on them, which is that's a classic prank thing to do. Sort of throwing flour over someone or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> you know, a classic prank. Absolutely. Um, so it's just a look. It's a biologist. It's a, like a biologist. Mm. Like it's your, you know, it's your, it's your classic nature documentary. Mm. But instead of you know, uh, you know, looking at marmots that live underground or whatever we're mm. looking at funny the funniest nature's funniest plants mm. or they discover that plants can laugh you know sure. they're listening really closely or something and they find that we, we find that this is it well, they've we, got a sense of humor we could start with you know plants that use humor to spread their seed for example pollen or whatever mm. like that and then keep progressing onto the ones and, and then you find out that your plants are actually listening to you and laughing at you mm. yeah I think I think yeah the different types of humor that different plants use would be pretty good, you know because sure. obviously the prank one is like a pretty low level mm. but then we get up you know to find some plants that do real confessional sort of stuff. Well, <laughs> well there's there's this one uh, there's some gum trees that are out near my parents' place sort of it's, it's actually fairly far but it's a good bit of it's a good bit of walking anyway mm-hmm. and there's these mm-hmm. gum trees that their branches have kind of curled, they curled down towards the ground, mm. and then it looks like they punch the ground. And they're going back up again. And then they kind of, they just kind of take off, but then they kind of ride along the ground, go up and down a little bit like a wave. But what a funny, funny tree. That's, that's a funny, that's a tree with a good sense of humor. Yeah, or time, a terrible sense of direction. Yeah, but how much time would that have taken? Like, mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that time to dedicate com- to my comedy. That's a commitment to a bit. Yeah. That, they're doing that's one bit that it's doing. <laughs> Hey, look at me. I'm being a snake. I'm yeah. going all the way around like that. Exactly. I'm a snake. I'm being like a dumb tree who doesn't know how to get to the sky. I'm going the opposite direction. So, look, I think... It's sort of like an anti-tree. Or it's just like a... Yeah, I mean, I find that the funniest kind of... Very often the simplest things that make me laugh the most are people being so stupid that it, like... It, it 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 becomes very creative, you know. If you're finding a, or if it feels like I'm describing you in any way else, but if you're finding <laughs> a way to be dumb that yeah. seems like it requires more work than just doing, sure. I'm just talking about you again. No, yeah. But yeah, I find yeah. you very funny. Well, thank you very much, and I'm glad that it's. It's, it's the illusion. It's, it's only just kicked in recently, what? by the way. It was probably only around episode 162 that I, I got a single smile out of this podcast. I want you to really. Know, I want you to know that it's the illusion of me doing work mm. in being stupid. Yeah, that is that. That's always been my aim. Yeah, but I've only recently achieved it. That's how stupid I really am. <laughs> I haven't even been able to do it. Um, but it's great that I'm making strides. So, yeah, great strides. I'm going to take us through our thanks sketch. Samuel Shaw thanks for supporting us on Patreon thanks for your three words yeah thank you sorry it took us so long well we came up with another two sketch ideas on the way yeah suppose so we got we got cr- Christmas with the cranks <laughs> <laughs> just Christmas with the crank yeah with the crank <laughs> sorry Christmas with the crank 
And Did that just come off the word crank when we were talking about... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, yeah, it came off remember, talking about yeah. those fucking audio systems to do with strings and wires and oh, bells in your that. house. Yeah. And then we've got Crank Speed. That's, mm. the, that's another Crank movie. <laughs> this is the one where Keanu Reeves is riding on Jason Statham's back and he has to keep going a certain speed yeah. or has to at least keep working. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what they could... Oh, no. Never mind. It's got to be GPS-based, I think. Yeah, it's got to be GPS. So that, so that treadmill idea won't work unless they do it in a truck. Yeah. So you can kind of keep running. But then what would be the point, I suppose? Well, so that they could dangle, they could leave, lift Keanu and up Keanu a little bit. And Keanu could be hanging off the roof of the truck. Mm. Yeah. guess that's something. Anyway, this is all be really fun oh, that, to explore on the, that could be good. the movie. Or Keanu could be lifted up and then he could hold up Jason Statham for a while at his muscles race while his legs kind of keep going. But they're in they're dangling mm. in a truck dangling on the mm. inside. Mm. And he's lift him up just to kind of give his back his poor back. There's gotta be pressure sensors in Keanu's feet though to make sure that he's not carrying any weight. I bet that this would be the first thing I would think of if I, I know, was but, doing this. But, but your your idea was that he's just jumped on and he's like, Now you're in this. You've yeah. just gotta stay on. Yeah, well yeah, you're right. How would they get the sensors into his feet? Unless shoot they, them on with some kind of glue. Unless they caught Keanu first and then they shoot him onto Jason Statham. <laughs> but they lower him on. He's out cold. He comes to, like, sort of jostling around and he hears this panting and his eyes slowly open. And he has to have all of this explained to him by Jason Statham, who's, you know, already been running for 12 miles and is full of hot dogs at this movie, point. how the movie opens? <laughs> yeah. It's just Jason's, Jason's it's, da- it's dark, we hear the panting <laughs> the, and the grunting. <laughs> I love it when you're dropped into the middle of the action, mm. you know, and you learn about these things as time goes on. It'd be crazy. Stuff it's got an be... element of that movie phone booth to it. Yeah, single location, but this is like, instead of single location, it's roughly 500 locations. Yeah, multiple locations, yeah. yeah. Unless he was just running in a circle. He could just go to a track and field. Mm. Yeah, he could. No, he has to run somewhere new that he's never seen before. And it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas with the crank. Yep. <laughs> All right, then we got, we got a, sh- a sheep lover who tries to save face by becoming a war hero. Yeah. He's like, look, this is how I'm going to... This mm. is the only way I can, I can you know... Pull redeem. My, redeem myself, pull my name out of the dirt. Mm. By actually getting into the trenches, and I wonder if yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he could he could become one of the greatest people who's ever lived. You know, they um, cure all sorts of diseases. Mm. You know, they achieve incredible peace um, uh, progress in in all sorts of war torn areas. Imagine even, but how it's hot. not enough for us. We're not. Yeah, no. For us, you just you know, yeah. If sex with one sheep. Maybe someone's got to... He didn't have sex with one sheep, though. He had sex with, like, 120 or something. Yeah, right. And is there, is there a video for each one? Because, well, like, it would only really last, I think, if there was a video. <laughs> and, and YouTube refused to take them down. Pixar it didn't have... Yeah, no. It, it, uh, it slipped through the head. The, the slipped through the... Um, the filter. The filter. Yeah, it apparently didn't violate uh, the terms of YouTube's terms of service. All right, well, we're, we're all the same height at our feet... 
Mm. So we, yeah. we try to flip everybody's eyeballs. Super meaningful. Flip, yeah. flip them balls. Yeah, it's going it's to be a good on goal cast, I think. Uh, then we got the um, trying to get a penis shown on the news. This is the, the MRA. Mm. Uh, men's rights activ- activists. And, but this is really more like, you know, it's definitely the story about one man who is probably the be- men's best chance at getting a, a penis shown on the news with, with how flat it got after... <laughs> Dropped under that if we can't hand. get this penis onto the news, we, we may we, never. We may never. <laughs> they've just got their ear to the ground, always listening for, you know, like they got, they're just mm. listening to. You know, they've they're, got they're, their ear to the ground, their penis to the paver. They've yeah, they're just, you know, they're trawling Twitter for any kind of, you know, citizens' news to see mm. if they can. Oh, for sure. Get something that can get on the MSM. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use that acronym, MSM? Never do. Never do. Then we got a man eating a mountain inspirational video. Mm. Just man, he's been eating a mountain. He's eaten the most amount of mountain than that anyone. No, it turns out he didn't really eat it. What? Yeah, because he was pretending to put it into his mouth. No, no, that's the other guy. Oh, sorry, Alistair. This guy I really has been the old confused. guy. The guy that we love, the one who's the genuinely like who's just been mm. doing it for a long time, sixty-five mm. years over time. Been, he's, he's made huge, you know, he's made a huge achievement. It seems like less than this other guy's done in three years. But we find out this other guy's a fraud. Yeah, he's a fraud. And then we find out that the other guy's a fraud as well. They're all frauds. Yeah. Everything you believe in or is maybe, a lie. Or maybe we find out that he had sex with sheep. <laughs> See? See, there's a See, twist. You could have a huge achievement like that. Isn't it crazy? You could have a huge achievement like having eaten the better part of a mountain. What an achievement. Right. <laughs> what a huge achievement. And not as capsicums. Not as capsicums like some some trick. <laughs> Anybody could eat endless capsicums. <laughs> oh, this guy's eating a bunch of capsicums. No thanks. Yeah. Click. Oh. Switch it off. That was me clicking away as opposed to clicking on the thing. Yeah, but also that would be, it'd effect. be so hard to eat a lot of a mountain through doing that because most of the matter of a vegetable oh, we comes know, from the air well, rather than the dirt. Well, the, the, right, the, the, the air and the water. The campaign to turn the number five upside down before... We fix climate change. Yeah, because, uh, hmm. Before meaningful action on climate change could be hmm. done. And then Get also, some runs on the board. We've got the nature docu- documentary on the funniest plants. Yeah. Great. Mm. What, a, what, a, what a breathtaking range of sketches. It was a real range. Yeah. I mean, there's two uh, uh, inspirational ones. But I guess even within that, there's a lot of... Uh, variety. We are yawning way too much. We've got we to gotta get off this train. All right. You know? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, do- Thank you, everybody, for uh, for for tuning in. You know, well, yeah. your your podcast receivers. You've done such a good job. This was all done with bells. Yeah, for, this for whole thing. Gathered we, around the bell. We, we. Did we even talk about this on this podcast? I can't remember. If I can't remember this if this one or some other one that we attempted. I'm really sorry if. <laughs> <laughs> we call back to things that we may not have talked about. I mean, it must be if we're talking about Christmas with the crank. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> Surely. If crank ye see, then bells there be. <laughs> the 
if a crank on your pad is something you notice, open up your mouth and you will have inside you a new distraction. Well, that's not what's open for action. Um, and uh, yeah, these podcasts are getting longer as well. They're getting longer, Al. Oh. And we keep adding segments like the George Band name segment. Anyway, we, uh, because we're recording these in advance and we haven't had any more emailed in, so I don't have anything else to reveal this episode. So if you're tuning in just for the George Band name segment, uh, sorry, you'll have to wait a couple of weeks. But if you're, uh, if while you're waiting, if you want to review us on iTunes, that's a wonderful thing. It's a great and thing to do while you wait for the George Band name segment. If ever, anybody ever wants to support us on Patreon, that isn't a thing that is available to you. You can go to patreon.com slash two in tank and you can give us a little bit of money or you can give us $3 and that gives you the king's ear, allows you to send in three, uh, send in three words that will come up with a sketch or you can send in $8 and it gives you access to the two extra episodes per month. Damn straight. Uh, and so also... I'm you know, at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB and we're at Two in Tank. And, and we love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.